All it takes is a click to listen to RTI Online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Leslie Liao. Coming up this hour, I have Ear to the Ground, where Andrew Ryan brings you some sounds from Taiwan, and then Jukebox Republic. But do you know what? First, we're going to start off with some here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, November 25th. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and joining me today is John Van Trieste. Well, hello there. And Miss Shirley Lin. Hello. On today's agenda, Taiwan is known for many things. It's food, it's scenery, pineapple cakes. However, could chocolate be next on that list? Next, Taiwan doesn't fare too well on the diplomatic front in some ways, but we are doing really well on the municipal front. I'll tell you a little bit about that. And finally, the best places to retire in Taiwan. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. All right, so first let's talk about uh, this new chocolate fed that's going through Taiwan. I know chocolatiers are becoming a thing here. I mean, desserts in general. Hmm. It started with the uh, the bread, the bakeries. Now we're moving on to some more finer aspects of dessert. Well, I don't think these are going to be at a convenience store near you anytime soon. They seem to be rather smaller, more artisanal producers of chocolate, um, as you say, chocolatiers. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they are getting some international recognition. We have our chocolate producers scored seven gold medals, wow. in addition to 26 silvers. I didn't, that's a lot of awards to give away. <laughs> and five bronze medals at the International Chocolate Awards World Final Competition that was held uh, a week ago in Guatemala. And uh, uh, so these are some very recent entries into the world of chocolate, not sort of, you know, old school chocolate makers. Uh, one of the winners is called the Fuan Chocolate uh, and they're from Pingdong County in the far south of Taiwan. They were only established in 2017. And it was the biggest winner among the Taiwanese entrants, despite being only two years old. Uh, it had five gold... It looks like all the five... Well, five of the seven gold medals were wow. theirs. And they won in a range of categories, from dark chocolate to flavored chocolate. And they did indeed... Um, have some interesting uh, combinations. One of them, uh, which I would really like to try, was the 62% Taiwan Magao chocolate. Now, Magao is an indigenous lemony pepper mm. type flavoring very, that's uh, used in indigenous Taiwanese cuisine. Not something I've ever seen anywhere else. Uh, yeah. You can make a very nice sort of spicy lemony drink with it, and it, it goes very well with a lot of things like fish and uh, rice or whatever. But chocolate, that's an interesting combination. Yeah, anything mm. that registers on the Scoville scale, you don't really think well, of it. Of, uh, chili chocolate. That is a thing. Is that a yeah. thing? I've had yeah, it. I've yeah, had it. it's a thing. And actually, it's very nice. Better than I thought it would be anyway. And mm. um, let's see. There's another one. Ooh, Guanyin tea chocolate. That's probably one of my favorite types of tea. I would want, I wonder what that would taste like with chocolate. I never thought about that. Tea and chocolate. Yeah, Taiwan's tea. We're yeah. famous for that. Um, so uh, another producer, also from Pingdong. I don't know what it, I think maybe it's the climate because they're in the far south where cacao right. can grow. It may be too cold up here in the north of the island. There is a significant climate difference between Taipei and, Taipei and the far south. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're, in the, they're in the tropics down there. Like We kind of straddle that line. So anyway, um, there's other Pingdong producer who goes 
by the name of Zheng Zhiyuan got the other two gold medals, as well as six silvers and one bronze. They had to submit a lot of chocolates a, to get that kind of, that number of awards. A lot of categories, huh? Um, he had an even more interesting uh, combination, chocolate and greater burdock, which is called niubang in Chinese. And Ooh, that is not I love something, that stuff. But that's not sweet. It's no, very it's savory. literally tasteless. It, oh, but, I don't understand uh, how that works with chocolate. chocolate. It's almost like a potato. It is. Well, very, very long yeah. and skinny potato, yes. Yeah. And um, apparently that amazed the jury. So he must have done something with it. Um, and then also got silver in, in chocolate bars with an infusion or flavoring. It didn't say what that was. Maybe that was burdock, too. Huh. I don't know. Um, so this award is pretty new. It's this, uh, I mean, this organization behind it, the International Chocolate Awards, began in, only in 2012. All right. So very early on, in the opening years of this competition, Taiwan's already leaving a footprint. I like that. I like that yeah. we're, uh, we're doing well in the chocolate front. Hmm. I like guys- that. You know, it's got all my favorite stuff. The burdock. What was your thing? Oh, the... The guanyin tea. Yeah, the tea. Which is a, oh, that's, and then, of course, magao, which is a very peppery, Gosh, spicy. That's, that's almost everything. How I never thought it would go with... Another favorite food is dark chocolate for me. Oh, anyway. there you go. Like I okay, said, there we go. Taiwan land of pineapples, soon to be land of chocolate. Let's see how that goes. guys so like i said uh taiwan doesn't fare too well on the international diplomatic front we've had a rough few years we are kind of a diplomatic anomaly but uh one thing i did realize we do very well on like the municipal level in that i mean like sister cities things like that um there was a czech uh i guess prague 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 was um what was it the mayor he was very pro-taiwanese and he wanted to stay he seems to like us. Yeah, very much so. And get this, guys. A city in Florida state in the U.S. is the one of the first. It's called Doral. It's one of the first to declare Taiwan Day in their city. It's November huh. tw- 20th. I wonder how that would work. I have no idea. So like gator wrestling or something? <laughs> gator <laughs> I wrestling? I don't know. What Taiwan-themed events could you put on in Florida? I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess maybe the climate might be similar down there. I guess so. Okay. Humid weather appreciation, you know, I mean, workshop it. It's, I mean, it's nice. My grandparents lived there for a few years. Yeah. Anyway, get this. Um, they're not quite sistered with an actual city. Specifically, they are sistered with Sheets, the district in New Taipei City. <laughs> that's very specific. That's oddly specific. <laughs> and that's about, as, in my mind, as far away from images of Florida as you can get. It's kind of a suburban. Yeah. Quite rainy residential area. Rainy. I don't really think of like it used to flood. I don't think rains, of uh, I don't think of beach vistas and no, no, not at all. Uh, I don't know. Of, of all the things, man, Everglades. Um, yeah, it's nothing like that. Maybe it's a complementary relationship that they have here. <laughs> so they bring the the beautiful beaches, and we bring the concrete. Yeah, we do. It's you know, of, the yeah. mountains. You complement each other. She chooses. Uh, it's it's okay. Yeah. So uh, they had a ceremony at Miami City Hall on November twentieth, and this was to recognize the eighth anniversary of Doral and Sheets becoming sister cities. I don't know why it's sister cities because Sheets is technically it's not a, a district, right? Mm. And um, among the attendees were we actually got the mayor of Doral City, Juan Carlos Bermudez, and uh, he says that he praise Taiwan for deep being a democratic country. He respects Sheets tremendously. Okay. I, I guess I respect <laughs> okay. it, too. I guess I respect it, too. I just don't... I don't know. Maybe it isn't... 
the number one attraction that we have to offer here. That's no, all I'm I, saying. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot more to see in Taiwan. And he said uh, he would like to come to Taiwan someday. I'm sure he got an invitation. Yeah. You can uh, check out our interesting apartment blocks. Absolutely. That's kind of what's there. Well, it's got a few uh, big office buildings there. I yeah, have to say. it's kind of like. Houses, a couple it's of. It's kind of like I said, companies. like maybe not the biggest draw that we have, but okay, I'm glad that we're getting, you know, the big uh, sister city recognition, some the sister big city love. Computer company, Acer, is out there. That's yeah. true. That's true. But, they are there. But that's about it. We, there, there's a bridge shaped like a microphone out there i think that's i don't think i think that's past sheets is that past sheets yeah <laughs> that's when you that's even further along the road anyway it uh, used to have an ice rink or ice rink there uh, in the same building as acer wow uh, anyway okay so many wonderful the more you know <laughs> the more you know All right, so let's talk about retirement. Like, Florida is a place where people like to go to retire in the United States. Yes. So let's talk about some of the places people like to retire in Taiwan or the best places for retirement. Mm. Well, there was a netizen who was um, asking, like, you know, where can, where would be the best place for uh, retirement or even, like, for taking care of senior citizens, senior members in your family? That's easy. And he gave three conditions. One was... Um, um, that it doesn't flood when it pours, <laughs> not rain, and that uh, buildings don't collapse when there's earthquakes, and well, also hmm. cheap where you can get cheap fruit, fruit. <laughs> okay, what anyway. a weird set of conditions. <laughs> anyway, I think he was just being funny. Um, so then a lot of other people responded. Uh, one person said, "Oh, Elon's great." It's got mountains. It's got it's you know it's near the water. That's what everyone is thinking of now. It's kind yeah. of become overdone, right? Well, and the traffic okay. getting back and forth from Taipei is oh, horrific, it's nightmarish. Yeah, nightmarish. except that they say that you can let's say that you know your senior member in the family has to go to the hospital, uh, a doctor's visit. That you can go to the Taipei hospital within just back and forth in one day. If you're so not in a hurry. It's the nearest district you can go, I guess, to, you know, get get um yeah, get a doctor's visit or something. Mm. And then um someone suggested Beitou and also Jilong because mm. um you know, they think that there's there's also available I mean there are hospitals available and then it's quite cheap to live in those places and, and like I don't know I like food prices or living expenses and, yeah. uh, and John's yeah, there's a, a lot. there's a fairly new Costco in Beito by the way they're just like not scenic areas though I don't I wouldn't want to retire okay. to either of those places all right well scenic okay then how about Kaohsiung okay they apparently um, they've discovered that a lot of westerners on YouTube have really liked Kaohsiung and I uh, think think that um, you know it's got very nice urban planning and it's pretty city and it's got a lot of uh, creative and cultural parks there the harbor is its big draw it's very pretty yeah mm. yeah see okay all right and then someone else suggested Taoyuan that it say that the the ground is very firm <laughs> that so people say that, that. Um, yeah, so that it's less likely to be affected by you know earthquakes and typhoons and other natural disasters. It isn't an interesting geographical <laughs> position. <it>? Also, <laughs> strategically near the airport. Airport. That's but what again, it said. again, maybe not like the most if uh, views and well, it's all flat fresh out air. There, I'd imagine and fresh air. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty big city. Yeah, yeah, pretty big. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, whoever suggested this, because it's, it's got the airport, right? And mm. so people who retire like to do what? 
Traveling, so oh, it makes yeah, it a convenient. Depends on how in what kind of shape you are. <laughs> I was like golf, like my age. Okay, when I retire, okay, I'm still no, movable. I'm, I'm sorry. Movable. I, I think Hualien okay. and Taidong are the answers. They're oh, you know what? They're not listed here. I think part of the reason is because. Especially in Taidong, I don't know that medical care is quite as That's readily available. We'll see. But Hualien is not small. Yeah, it's, it's not got small. its own hospital. I was born there. And, oh, wow. And the surrounding area is beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. It's absolutely stunning. Now, you will get earthquakes there. At yeah. a, I oh, think probably more than anywhere every else. Every time. It's right on that plate boundary. <laughs> Literally. But like... Oh, it's just gorgeous. It is. I feel like it would, makes everything else worth it. Okay, well, That's, someone... You can wake up every morning looking out over the Pacific. And it's yeah. a green... The water out there the is The water is an interesting color. It's crazy. It's aqua. Yeah. Mm. It's like... Like, it's heaven. <laughs> you got to go there. Okay. Well, someone else suggested Jiayi. Um, it's got, you know, the high-speed rail. Uh, I guess convenience. I don't know. It's got the Tangan, um University, uh, sorry, hospital there, which is a major hospital in Taiwan. And there's the um, the southern branch of the um, National uh, Palace Museum. And everything's cheaper there. And it's got some nice scenery. And you That's can what visit it's saying. our radio museum, which is down there. Oh, we is there really? Yeah, have, yeah. I'm not sure if it's still active, but we had mm. at least a transmitter down there. Well, I think we do. even more people have suggested even close to us, talking about the Shuangbei, you know, the Taipei City and New Taipei City. Well, what do you say, John? <laughs> um, we both live in New Taipei City. For working, it's nice. It's very convenient. Uh, it depends on what you want out of retirement, I guess. True. Again, easy access to hospitals. See, for, yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that good, you know, clean, fresh air and a oh, lovely view every that's morning. That's what they said. That's what's going nice to yeah. keep you going into old age. Hualien's going to do that for you. The I thing about Jiayi would, is the air pollution down there. Isn't it notorious? For the t- southern area does have a lot of industry, yeah. Mm. The yeah. east coast that I'm talking about, though, is pretty much there's none of that. And uh, it's... Okay. Yeah. Well, there's one comment why people didn't suggest, um, you know, like Hualien. Or, or the um, Taitong, is they say that even if you settle down there, buy a house there or anything, you're constantly spending two to three days going back and forth between north and south to, to the doctors. Oh, <laughs> That's they have doctors saying. there. <laughs> doctors. You can get my phone got messed up. You can get your phone fixed there. Like they have department stores. It's not like Hualien <laughs> is not is not like this private place. People are just biased. Uh, all right, guys, let's do this one last thing. One word. Where would you retire in Taiwan, John? You go ahead. Oh, I think I've already said. Yeah. Hualien, that's right. Well, Hualien, too. That's where I was born. I'm the only one sticking <laughs> around in Taipei. All right, let's all see you guys in Hualien. <laughs> So Halloween has recently passed, but that hasn't stopped the stories from coming in, especially one concerning a hiker who got who went missing for about 10 days, I believe. It was 10 days, and you would think that at that point, lost in the mountains with nothing to eat, you'd only carried one day of provisions, that uh, you'd be looking for a corpse. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, they didn't give up. The mm-hmm. Pindong County Fire Department had a rescue mission that involved 100 and 11 police officers and firefighters, plus almost 300 volunteers and two helicopters. Oh, wow. There were hunters and uh, international search and rescue got involved. Really? They sent volunteers. Apparently, that's an organization. Uh, and, uh, you know, also, he's a 60-year-old man uh, by himself. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I would feel like the chances, it would be a very grim sort of a prediction of, for the outcome there. But he survived. He just, and he appeared. They didn't find him. He came out of the wilderness by himself 10 days later on November 20th, claiming that he'd been guided by a ghost couple that he had met in the mountains, like two spirit guides. Oh, dear. Had led him to safety. Mm-hmm. Mm. And not in a creepy way either. He said that uh, they, he believed that they're ancestral spirits of local indigenous people. He ended up in an indigenous village. He feels like maybe oh. they were some people who had once lived in the area. Uh, anyway, they'd been with him for two hours on that, I guess, that last day. And uh, they were able to communicate. They chatted about everyday life. Very calm for someone who's been lost in the yeah. wilderness for 10 days. Um, and they walked alongside one another. And he claimed that after some time... Uh, he turned around and they had disappeared, but he found the path leading to the foot of the mountain. He was no, lost no more. So you said had, this is the last two hours of probably. the 10th day. It was like sort of towards the end there. He found his way back and he thinks they took him there. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as to how he'd managed to survive, he'd used stream water and uh, I guess he had some knowledge. You don't go out into the mountains like that. Um, That's true. Without knowing what you're looking for. He found enough plants that at least give him natural sugar as an energy source, if not food. They may not have been completely edible, but uh, anyway, uh, he said that uh, he's very grateful for the rescue crew trying to get him out of there. Um, yeah, the local villagers saw him and reported, you know, I guess they knew someone was missing in the area, yeah. but just meeting, matching that description, they got the police, they called up the police, and he's safely back home now. Yeah, that's good for him. Any health conditions? Any? No. Doesn't say. Doesn't um, say. He, he seems all fine. Yeah. He's he talking with calm. reporters. They said he was missing for 10 days. 10 days. And that's enough to mobilize international search and rescue. That's what's, that's what's fascinating that's to me. very touching. But, ten, uh, 10 days is a long time to be out very there long with time. no food. Yeah. And, um, wow, what a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... it's uh, you know, people, people, especially I think in some areas, older people will tell you not to go walking into Taiwan's mountains alone. There, right. there are these oh, yeah. are these are good spirits, but mm-hmm. there are others called Mosina that will lead you astray. Ooh, and there are occasionally, every so often in the news, they'll say almost kind of just half jokingly, like, uh. "What could could it have been one of them?" Is it, is it, are you talking about the one that with the Most girl with, with the red dress? That's yeah, that's the one. Oh, okay. Let's not delve into that. What? You guys, give me, okay. you guys give me the heebie-jeebies. That's the one. That's one of the descriptions they get. In the middle of November. Mm. And I'm just going to cut this off before, you know, I go home with any nightmares. Anyway, that's all we have for here in Taiwan today. Thank you guys for joining me. I've been Leslie Liao. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Shirley Lin. Next up, Ear to the Ground and Jukebox Republic. Do not go away. Are you listening? <laughs> this 
is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Have you ever found yourself on an international flight or at a foreign airport and wondered how you got there? Where am I? And what language is everyone speaking here? You ask yourself. Or if you're really out of it, you start to wonder who you are and what your role is in the world. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, we're going to pause for a moment to contemplate limbo. That sense of being neither here nor there that can be experienced on an international flight. 贴紧台湾的羊耳朵 ，an ear to the ground. I find that international flights are great for introspection. It's almost as though you've laid yourself over a different colored background. And that makes you look like an entirely different person than the you from back home. Yeah, maybe it's the less than inspiring airplane food, or the mind-numbing stretches sitting on a plane slightly depraved of oxygen and lacking real stimulation that makes you introspective. Or maybe it's the real physical distance that flying puts between you and your life back home. Well, whatever the case, I do enjoy venturing through that no man's land known as in transit. It's a safe place, not just because of the TSA patting you down and the guards carrying semi-automatic weapons. It's also safe because you know it's only temporary. Soon you'll arrive at your destination, and you'll have long forgotten those silent moments of self-doubt in between Sudoku puzzles on the plane. So the next time you find yourself in transit, savor it. Lose yourself in a duty-free shop or an airport mosque. Contemplate your navel while sitting in the anonymity of a crowded boarding gate at 1 a.m. Pretend you know exactly what those announcements are saying, even if they're in Arabic. And now, for the next couple of minutes, I invite you to close your eyes and join me for a sound postcard in which I transit through the Queen Alia International Airport in Amman, Jordan. Walk with me down into the lower level of the airports, where a cold, dry desert wind blows in through open doors. That's the final call for Royal Jordanian Airlines Flight 810 to Baghdad. Baghdad? These men in suits are heading to Baghdad? Airport employees communicate with one another in Arabic through their walkie-talkies. At the next gate, there's a flight for Beirut. But that's not our flight either. We're going to Tel Aviv. Soon we find ourselves on an Airbus that's taking us across the tarmac to our airplane. We've left the airport, but we're still in transit. Other dazed passengers blankly stare out at the flat, flat desert of Jordan and the dull hint of sunlight on the horizon. Walk with me now up the stairs and onto the plane. Let's find our seats and stuff our carry-ons in the overhead compartments. 
Soon, the captain is speaking to us over the loudspeaker. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Roger Dinian, from Oceanian, Captain Ryder Turk, Flight Service Manager Shebrinian, and the rest of the crew would like to welcome you on board the Airbus 320 bound for Gorian, flight number 374. And then there's the safety demo. And finally, it's time for liftoff. Even as we take to the skies, we're still stuck halfway between home and where we're headed. And there's still a little time left to sink into the depths of your mind. The caption on today's sound postcard, transiting at the Queen Alia International Airport in Amman, Jordan. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. Welcome to Jukebox Republic, I'm Shuri Lin. I got an artist I've never introduced before, and she's hot right now. She's on the top chart this week in fourth place. Her name is Wu Zhuoyuan, or Julia Wu. She's Taiwanese, but she grew up in Australia. Okay, so this first song here is the latest hit called Fever. Give me fever, fever. 
That's funny. Okay, so anyway, Julia Wu,、um, you know, she learned piano when she was little, and she was learning the piano for about ten years. But then in 2012, she gave it up. Uh, against her parents' will, and went to Berklee College of Music. My husband's alma mater, with a scholarship to study acting with a major in piano. In 2013, she gave,、uh, she sang a song for a box office hit Chinese movie. I guess、um, she sang the, no, it was one of the songs, not the theme song, or anyway,、um, one of the soundtracks.、Um, she attended several talent contests in Australia, and she was also in Korea for Miss Korea season two reality show. She used to love Korean music when she was on a、uh, when when the music you know Korean music was on the rise at the time, but then she decided to settle in Taiwan because she found that Taiwanese、um, she found a Taiwanese music producer from the internet who、uh, has the same music interests as her. She released her very first EP and album in 2017. She was even on the same stage with Alan Walker, a famous musician from Norway, and that happened this year. Remember, I introduced Joe M. Baba some time ago. Well, she and Julia are buddies, and they were in a show together, a TV show together, and became friends. Kind of, you know, they kind of, kind of sing in the same style. Anyway. So when Julia first moved to Taiwan, she couldn't get used to cockroaches because they don't have those things in Australia. She was totally scared of them and didn't think that she was going to be able to survive in Taiwan. But she did.、Um, she doesn't like wearing pants. That's what she said. Or posing for fashion shows because at least when you sing, you can just—I mean, at least when you're a singer,、um, you can just sing while you're standing there. But as a fashion, you know.、Um, What do you call it? As a as a model,、um, you could only just stand there, and she hates people looking at her, or you know, not knowing where to put her eyes. Anyway, because it was always hot in Australia, so that's why she doesn't like wearing pants.、Um, she figured that if she wants to pursue music, she has to leave her parents' side, and she's really glad that she knows piano, how to play the piano, because it really helps her with writing her own music. Let's have a listen to another song. This one is Game Boy.
Okay, so Julia Wu didn't used to think much about her love for singing because she thinks everybody can sing. You know, she doesn't think that um, she stands out from anybody else. Um, so when she was even like recording for that hit movie uh, with a song of hers, she didn't think much about it. But she's a workaholic, and she learned that from the Koreans because when she was in Korea, she realized all those people, you know, um, working in music, they don't sleep at all. They just work and work and work. And so she figures she can't be too lazy. And um, um, she can go on and on and on to pursue something that she really likes. And she says that she's constantly listening to music, constantly. Even if she was in a taxi or going someplace or any time in the day. And even when she's doing her, uh, doing the dishes, um, she make sure that she, you know, puts on headsets and listening to music while she does the dishes. She says that she hardly talks about her feelings, so she doesn't think it's right to talk so openly about her own feelings, or she doesn't want to bother people with her own feelings, you know. So when she's sad, she said that's the best time for her to write songs. And she says she makes music to share with people, not to win. So if you have the wrong intention when you go into music, is to win some awards or trophies, then then it's wrong. But, you know, she says that you should be there to just make music to share with people. Well, that's her conviction anyway. She loves music so much, she says she would never, ever give it up. 
and she doesn't think that studying music or spending all their time practicing on a piano and practicing singing and music and everything is a waste of time, you know. Um, and she says that she always keeps a learning attitude, um, constantly learning, all right, and, and never be satisfied with where she is now. And um, you know, even though her Chinese is not that good, she really likes to sing Chinese songs, but with a Taiwanese accent, especially singing R and B. And she loves to say "chill." Hey, let's chill all the time. Yeah, and she's a very chill person herself. Doing what she likes, she's a very personable person. Reading up on her, I think I really want to get to know her. She's, I think she's very cool, and she's very calm, and she's very friendly with anybody and everybody, and even with her fans. And she doesn't put on that air of saying like, "Hey, I'm a celebrity." So no, nothing like that. Another song. This one is called. Yeah, one.
I just played two songs back to back. The first one was Ye Wan, and the second one was Xiao Xie, which means uh, a little rest, a little break. 
Anyway, um, Julia Wu has a nickname given her、um, by the public, and that's Xiangming Lao Po,、uh, Lao Po, and I can only translate that to、uh, wife from your hometown, just you know, very down to earth wife. I don't know because. Basically, she has so many fans, male fans. They just want her to become their wives. <laughs> They want to marry her, okay? And she really is like a girl from next door. And basically, like I said, she's just being herself. Nothing like you know being a celebrity and you know、uh, keep people at a distance. You know, she's someone who you cannot get close to. No, nothing like that. So anyway, that's what people like about her, and that's what I like about her. Thank you so much for joining me on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. Here's one last song by Julia Wu. This one is "Wei Ni In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. 
Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.